and welcome to the monthly Megabyte CEO Barometer. For those of you who aren't familiar with Megabyte, we're a technology research firm and we track the corporate activity, strategic positioning and financial performance of the UK's leading software, ICT services and digital firms. We're now tracking almost 4,000 businesses on the, on the Megabyte platform, uh, ranging from exciting young startups with perhaps only a few employees through that important, mainly privately owned mid-market, all the way through to the larger players, many of whom, of course, are listed on the LSE. And the core of our research, the, the basis of our research is really twofold. On the one hand, uh, the team at Megabyte speaks to uh, the CEOs of the companies that we track to understand uh, get underneath the financial performance, understand what they're trying to achieve corporately, and they triangulate those conversations with really detailed uh, data analysis on company financials and transaction data, and produce uh, research on companies and peer groups uh, for our subscribers to understand what's happening with those companies in those parts of the uh, parts of the market. Uh, the idea of this show every month is that I. Um, I try and summarise the conversations that the team at Megabyte and the data from, the, uh, from the, uh, our database and our platform over the previous month and try and keep, pull out the key themes, understand what the key trends are within those uh, conversations and data and extrapolate that forward and help you to understand uh, what, those, what that means in terms of the outlook with a particular focus on corporate activity and valuations for this show. Um, as ever, it was a very busy month for the team at Megabyte and the guys published over 180 uh, individual pieces of analysis and, and news analysis on uh, the companies that we track following um, nearly 80 conversations with CEOs and other senior directors. And as I mentioned, those range from uh, the major players. So during October, we talked to Computer Center, Unit 4, SCC, DAISY, Gamma, Bytes Group, Radius Payments, BJSS and others. Those mid-market players, including FE Fund Info, UK Fast, Version 1, IDOCS, Callistone, Godel, and then those emerging, exciting younger players such as Amito, Red Squid, Ripjar, GigaClear, Glasswall, and uh, many others. Of course, the detail of all of our research and the data we provide is available to subscribers. And if you think that the research we provide may be of use to you and your company, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, the best thing to do is to go to our, our uh, website at uh, megabyte.com. If you click on the request a demo button, uh, someone in our customer team will be very happy to help you out and show you around the platform. So a quick canter through the key themes and the key, uh, the key takeaways from the CEO bar barometer this month are that it was a pretty interesting month for share prices. It was a much better month for share prices after a really difficult September for the sector. Share prices were, were up a little bit broadly flat in the UK, but up much stronger in the US. Um, and so things got back to a bit of normal in that sense because they were very strong over the summer. Overall, it was a busy period for corporate activity. Once again, during October, we recorded 99 transactions on our database, up from 82 in October last year. But the key driver of that, really the only driver of that growth uh, during October was M&A activity. And we saw nearly a doubling of M&A uh, transactions up from 38 last year to 67 in October this year. And interestingly, deal activity across all of the other groups that we track was actually down during the month. So it was a, it was a particularly quiet month for private equity uh, with only three deals on the database. That's down from seven last year and 11 in September this year. So quite a big month on month fall. Uh, venture and growth capital deals were down from 33 to 28 in October this year. And just one capital market deal in October, one IPO compared to four in the co comparative period last year. 
Um, so a week a month in everywhere other than M&A, but actually we don't really read a huge amount into this in terms of uh, the looking out, looking forward towards what's going to happen in the next few months. We still feel there's a lot of deal activity bubbling under the surface, under the surface, and we really do expect quite a uh, quite a busy end to the year. In terms of the key takeaways for this month, I would highlight four kind of key themes within our research this month. Um, in the digital world, thinking about share prices, it was interesting that um, quite rightly we've, we've, um, we've, we've included digital companies. These are businesses that have a digital business model but are uh, operating in the real world, if you like, and providing products and services uh, using a digital business model likes of the Hut Group, Boohoo, Deliveroo, digital uh, you know, money supermarket, etc. These businesses are uh, rightly included in the technology sector in many senses, but we were reminded during October that they are they they have to because they operate in the real world. They do deal with the real world problems that pure tech companies don't, and we saw that particularly in October with supply chain issues and uh, and skill shortages that have impacted the share prices of a number of those players. And I'll talk you through some of the what's been happening there. <coughs> in in um, in terms of uh, themes elsewhere. Uh, one of the key drivers of technology spend that we've seen in the tech sector post-COVID is around data and automation, and we're seeing a lot of deal flow, both in terms of software uh, activity, ICT services, investor activity, M&A activity, and I'll talk you through some of the deals that have been going on in that part of the market. Thirdly, it was a really busy month for ICT services consolidation again this month, um, and, and just a lot of interesting deal flow, both in terms of what I'd call kind of vanilla consolidation within parts of the market, such as IT managed services, and telecom services, but also cross-peer group uh, M&A, uh, looking again, the data theme is strong here, consolidation in the Microsoft world, uh, consolidation between telecom services and IT managed services continuing. So I'll talk you through some of the key deals and themes there. And last but definitely not least, a very busy month in enterprise software. Regular viewers of the show will, uh, will be aware that enterprise software is one of the big consolidating areas in the market right now. And the big players, the advanced, the accesses, the RSs of this world have been very busy during October. And I will talk you through who's been most active and what they've been acquiring uh, as we walk through the show. And I will wrap up all of the key themes and the data as we go through this month's show. Looking at share price performance and uh, corporate activity in the UK capital markets from a tech sector perspective, it was a much more solid month for share prices in the UK uh, with our index of around 150 UK listed tech stocks uh, trading broadly flat uh, during October. Because of the way the index is calculated, uh, actually the underlying indices of software and ICT services were both up slightly because of the weightings. Uh, overall, the message is a, a pretty solid performance here in the UK after a very difficult uh, September. Uh, for context, uh, the, uh, the, um, the FTSE 250 was up 0.6% during uh, October. So the tech sector in the UK performing broadly in line with the wider market. Taking a step back from the, uh, the short-term performance, it's interesting to see that there's been significant outperformance over the last 12 months from the ICT services sector versus software. And ICT services share prices on average have now outperformed software share prices by over 20% in that period, which I think is a very interesting trend and the reverse of what had happened previously to that. So that's one to watch, I think. Uh, looking at the US uh, tech sector, much stronger performance over, over on that side of the Atlantic. Uh, the NASDAQ was up 6.4% during October and the BVP uh, cloud index was up 7.6%. That's tracking the kind of larger, higher growth SaaS stocks. Where does that leave us on valuations? In the UK, we think the overall average EV multiple 
uh, in the UK tech sector has gone back over 20 times to just under 21 times actually. Software with, within that at about 24 times, again up on, on the month. And ICT services over just over 16 times. Uh, uh, in the US, the NASDAQ's on 19 times. And the BVP, uh, the BVP cloud index is on 23 times sales. So back to where it was in August, having dropped 21 times last month. So really solid performance and valuations across the board uh, in terms of uh, the UK, the US, and also software and ICT services. Looking at corporate activity, very quiet in, uh, in October, actually just one uh, transaction to talk about. That was the IPO of Softline. Debatable whether it's actually one that we should really be tracking at Megabyte because it's not really a UK t uh, tech company. Well, it isn't a, a UK company at all. It's a Russian company, but it does it has listed in London, so it's worthy of our attention. Uh, it's a $1.5 billion market cap. This is a value-added reseller focusing mainly on software. Uh, it's a, uh, one, of the U one of the global leading uh, Microsoft LSPs, but also resells software from thousands of other vendors. And I think what the interesting uh, point here with this IPO is that it seems to me that London is becoming a bit of a centre for this type of company um, because we've obviously seen a very successful IPO recently from Bytes Group, which itself was, which was slightly on the back of a very successful uh, IPO some years back uh, from Softcat. So I think the London market's a little bit becoming a, a place to come if you want to get a chunky valuation uh, for your uh, value-added reseller business over a, over a certain size anyway, and uh, Softline coming at 25 times EBITDA, um, um, broadly in line, slightly lower actually than the other two I mentioned. The other thing just to talk about really when you talk about share prices this month, going back to that theme, it's interesting to, to talk a little bit about what's been happening in the digital world. These are businesses that have digital business models but uh, are operating in the real world, if you like. I'm talking about the businesses like the Hut Group, Deliveroo, ASOS, Boohoo, Money Supermarket, etc. And we, we, we quite rightly put these businesses in the same camp as, as pure tech players like software players. Um, but actually, we were reminded during October that they, because they operate in the real world, albeit with a digital business model, they do have to deal with some of the real world, uh, real world problems that some pure tech players don't. And the, the real theme at the moment, of course, is, is the uh, supply chain issues and the likes of the Hut Group and Boohoo and ASOS have been particularly hit by those. Obviously, the Hut Group has created some problems of its own uh, with some of its uh, shareholder structure and uh, poor investor communication and skepticism around its ingenuity business and shares there having roared away from the 500p, £5 share price at the IPO to £8, uh, triggering the near billion pound uh, bonus for the founder <coughs> um, are now back uh, nearly uh, as low as, as, as £2, uh, having come rattling back over the last few months. So real, real struggles for the Hut Group, but also more modest but significant boohoo down 13% uh, during October, ASOS down 15% during October, uh, and even the more traditional tech, uh, uh, um, uh, digital businesses such as Money Supermarket actually struggling. Money Supermarket shares down 50% from their pre-COVID highs, and they're resorting there to some M&A, and they've acquired, uh, acquired Quidco. Uh, during the uh, during the month to try and restore some of those uh, some of those fortunes, we'll talk a bit more about that later on in the uh, in the show. So I just think it's interesting that we 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 now rightly talk about digital as as part of the tech sector, but sometimes they stand alone and uh, and uh, and and have to deal with uh, quite specific issues. So that's a quick canter through what's been going on in the capital markets and share prices in terms of the outlook. Uh, notwithstanding what I always say about concerns about inflation, which again were. Uh, in the headlines again uh, this month, and are, uh, we're starting to see the central banks getting a bit more concerned about that. Some of us have been concerned about it for a while. Uh, 
that, that aside, we see the outlook for valuations uh, and, uh, and share prices over the coming months as being pretty solid. There's no particular obvious trading conditions continue to be solid uh, within the tech companies we track. Uh, and so, you know, there's no underlying reason why share prices shouldn't continue to be solid and valuations thereon. But there are some macro concerns, as I've mentioned before. It was a very quiet month for private equity activity in the UK tech sector uh, during October. We registered just, just three deals on our database uh, during the month. Uh, that was down from seven in October 2020. And uh, there was one ICT services deal and two software deals. All of, the deal, all of those three deals was, were um, secondary buyouts. In terms of pulling themes out from such a small number of deals is obviously difficult, but there was one quite interesting theme and that's around telematics. So the two software deals were both broadly involved in that part of the market. Uh, one was the secondary buyout of Lightfoot, which was um, uh, acquired or, or invested in by Volpe Capital, uh, having been previously owned uh, by or invested in by BGF. And that's in the telematics space. And also Mandata uh, was acquired by Tenzing uh, coming out of the LDC stable. We think the Mandata deal was probably around an £80 million deal, we estimate, and the Lightfoot was more like £42-£43 million uh, deal value. What, what could be happening here is that uh, we've obviously seen a very successful IPO of a leading player in the telematics market here in the UK, Microlize. Uh, the shares of Microlize have done really well since their IPO uh, a few months ago, and that's now trading at just under 30 times EV EBITDA. So our theory is that actually that's starting to, to bring some, uh, some more transactions in this part of the market, having achieved a successful kind of uh, transaction, and particularly its current trading valuation. Um, the other deal of note in the sector was a secondary buy of Intelling. There's more of a tech-enabled businesses around customer acquisition and retention. That was what we think was a, a £75 million transaction. It was coming out of um, NVM and into RDCP, uh, in, investing in that business. So really, a, a very, very quick counter through what's been going on in private equity this month. In terms of the outlook, uh, really, I think this, this month really is just a blip in terms of deal activity. We saw 11 deals in, Octo in September, sorry, three deals in October we'd still seeing the average at about seven a month and, and we don't see any particular reason why that should, that should change um, and we expect uh, you know, things to probably get back to normal as we go through the next couple of months. So turning to uh, look at what's been going on in venture and growth capital within the tech sector during October, and it was another busy month uh, in this part of the market. Deal, deal volumes were down slightly. We registered 28 deals in uh, October versus 33 in October last year, but we're typically seeing about 30 deals in this part of the market each month. So it was a, it was a typical month from that perspective. Um, regular viewers will know that the, the kind of key trend here really uh, from a uh, from a kind of macro uh, perspective within venture and growth capital is the, is the value of deals and the increase in the average value of the fundraisings and and that, that was in evidence again during October total value of money raised uh, during October was just under a billion which was slightly lower than in September but still up by um, around a third on the previous year and uh, you know that just remains a kind of key trend that we're seeing in this part of the market with significant increase in the average deal uh, deal size. In terms of sectors, as always, very much heavily, um, very much heavily weighted towards software. 25 software deals, three ICT services deals in October, but the ICT services deals were significant, and I'll come back to that when I talk about key themes. And indeed, moving on to that, I think four kind of key things to bring out uh, in terms of deal trends during October. Um, one of the key themes, uh, and I think a key theme across multiple parts of the industry and the sector at the moment, is around data and automation. As we've come out of COVID, um, you know, the, the, the drive for uh, businesses to spend money on understanding their data 
and uh, the more advanced businesses applying AI and machine learning to get uh, the best out of their data that they have and also to use it to streamline processes uh, is, has been a key area of tech spend and we think will be one of the big areas during the next year or two. And understandably and not surprisingly, that is leading to significant investor interest and also consolidation in certain parts of the, parts of the market, which I'll talk about in the next section. From a venture and growth capital perspective, we're looking at that across both ICT services and software. Within ICT services, one of the most interesting deals last month was the uh, 30 million raise for a startup called Mesh AI, which is in the data consulting space. So that's a big raise for a startup. Business was only started, I think, in uh, September or August this year, certainly only in the last few months. And that was money from Columbia Capital. That follows recent deals, uh, growth capital uh, raised from faculty, another data consultancy, 30 million dollars, sorry, 30 million pounds coming from Apex, and the management buyout of, uh, of AquaQ by Sovereign at a deal value we think is about 40 million. So there's lots going on in, in a sort of data consultancy sense within this data and automation theme but also software deals. 40% uh, of the deals uh, in, the, in the venture and growth capital in the enterprise software sector, and within that, three of those deals, so 10% of the deals overall in uh, venture and growth capitals, uh, venture and growth capital last month were in data and automation. Smaller deals, pre-Series A, Series A deals, but really interesting area, uh, this part of the market, and lots of investor money and interest going into it. As I mentioned, we think data and automation is going to be one of the big themes, both from a trading perspective and a corporate activity perspective during 2022. We're just seeing, seeing the start of that now. Um, more traditional uh, for this part of the market is to talk about fintech. Uh, almost always the biggest area of, of fundraising for uh, venture and growth capital, and so that was the case again uh, during, uh, during October. Um, uh, over a third of the money raised in the sector uh, in venture growth capital was in fintech during October. As always, payments is a big factor. Four payments deals of which, of which one was a very significant one. The biggest deal in the sector during October was global processing services. Interestingly, a profitable business, very fast growth business, but profitable. So it's not, it's not in the kind of high growth, high loss camp that we see in some of these VC deals, particularly some of the big late stage funding deals we've seen in the last few months. Uh, and that was money, interestingly, from Advent International. So mid-market, uh, upper mid-market PE getting involved in this part of the market as well as all the VC money. So lots going on there, as well as some other smaller deals in payments. Um, I, I mentioned uh, ICT services. Mesh AI was one of the most interesting ones. But also internet infrastructure is, is, is a really key theme as well. I mentioned earlier on when I was talking about capital markets that ICT services companies' share prices have outperformed software over the last 12 months by some 20%, which is, which is quite unusual actually, which is it's often the other way around. And again, I think this theme towards investment in internet infrastructure is part of the driver there. And we're seeing that clearly in venture and growth capital as well. Uh, two deals to talk about. Um, Downing LLP investing 145 million in Broadway partners for rural broadband. There seems to be no limit to the amount of money that you can raise to dig up roads and uh, uh, in, uh, in put cables into the, those holes, uh, in this case, uh, in the north of England and Scotland, in, in rural parts of those uh, parts of the country. And also data centres, Cow Data Centres, um, 125 million raised from actually a New Zealand infrastructure fund called Infratil. Um, and uh, that is to uh, further develop data centre infrastructure in Essex, serving the financial services centre uh, in the city of London. So um, fibre, data centres, big themes and some interesting deals for that during uh, the last month. Lastly, uh, another familiar theme is healthcare. Some interesting deals in healthcare again, quite a big feature during October. The biggest of those was Babylon Health, 
Uh, many of you will know that Babylon is uh, working through its uh, SPAC deal, uh, which will see it NASDAQ listed at about a 3.6 billion uh, valuation. In the meantime, it raised 200 million of uh, debt finance from Albacore Capital to keep it going, tied it over um, uh, until that SPAC deal completes um, in the coming months. So that's a quick kind of view of the key uh, kind of deal trends during uh, October for venture and growth capital. Valuations, I talked extensively about my concerns and our concerns at Megabyte that this part of the market is more than any other is looking like valuation is valuations are getting uh, somewhat overheated. Uh, nothing particularly to add to that this month other than to reiterate that, that theme. Uh, number of businesses that have got uh, relatively unproven business models, sometimes with single digit millions of revenue trading on 20 or 30 times revenue, uh, feels, feels toppy, feels froth of the, feels top of the market to us, uh, but nothing particularly additional to report on that during this month. So that's a quick counter through venture and growth capital and all those deals, and we'll end the show next, uh, as we always do, to look at uh, what's happening in MA. Been a very busy month. So turning our attention then to what's been going on in the world of m &A, um, as I've mentioned, a, a very busy month and, and very, the most active part of the market uh, in the UK tech sector during, during October. 67 deals up from 38 in October last year, so, so a very significant increase. And we are now seeing deal flow in the 50 to 60 range uh, in M&A month to month. So, um, you know, a really, really strong market for M&A at the moment. Deal flow as usual, uh, bias towards software, 44 software deals in um, in October versus uh, 23 in ICT services. That's a usual, that's a fairly typical split. And fewer very large deals, only really one very significant deal to talk about, and that was SumUp acquiring five stars in the payment space for 230 million. And just payments fintech generally, as you know, is a, is a massive uh, driver of corporate activity. And, 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 and again, here in, in the M&A market, less so at the smaller end, but, but, but some big deals going on. In terms of key themes, really three things I want to pull out this month. Uh, looking at sort of ICT services consolidation and convergence, some very interesting deals and themes to talk about there. Uh, it's been a very busy month for enterprise software consolidation. 40% of the deals we registered uh, in October were in this part of the market, and I'll talk through uh, what's been driving some of those, uh, some of that M&A, and who's been who's been the most active. And thirdly, talking about digital in particular, I want to just talk about uh, consolidation in the kind of services versus software space and bring out one key example of that, which I think is very interesting and we'll see more of. Um, so uh, starting then with looking at ICT services, convergence and consolidation, um, really just to start off with this data theme that I talked about very extensively when I was talking about uh, venture and growth capital. Data and automation is a massive th theme, increasingly significant theme across the sector, and one we think is going to be a big driver for growth and M&A activity and corporate activity generally in 2022. And one of the themes here in M&A is uh, IT consulting businesses looking to augment their service offering with data consultancy because they can see the demand uh, for it. It's a difficult thing to do because there are very few uh, businesses of any scale, pure play businesses of any scale, but one that did manage to do it in October was Incremental. Uh, this is a business in the Dunedin stable acquired Adatis for what we think was about 50 million. And I think we will see more deals like that, uh, although they're likely to be very small targets because of the nature of that, the nascent nature of that market. We're also seeing more activity in what I would broadly describe as the software channel. Um, first of all, interestingly, in the Microsoft channel, which has been extremely active, um, Avanard acquiring Quantic for what we think is about 90 million. In the SAP channel, um, uh, 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 Software One acquiring Centeek. And interestingly, uh, that, all, that deal also underlines another key theme uh, that we're seeing, have been seeing is international inbound M&A uh, for uh, um, 
uh, within ICT services, which is a key theme. Software One active again, having been active more recently. And, um, and, 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 and so last but definitely not least in terms of the key themes within ICT, ICT services consolidation is the ongoing convergence consolidation, typically significantly between telecom services and IT managed services. Significant example during October was Arrow acquiring Circle for what we think was about 40 million. So lots of different areas of activity in ICT services all creating a very vibrant M&A environment. As I mentioned, 40% uh, of the deals in, in, uh, in October were in enterprise software, and this remains uh, one of the most, uh, the most active area of consolidation with um, a, a group of um, well-funded PE-backed, typically PE-backed uh, consolidators acquiring uh, significant numbers of businesses uh, in roll-up strategies. And I think there are really three main themes behind this, uh, behind this consolidation. Uh, verticalization is probably the biggest one. So we're seeing a number of the vendors that started off primarily around financial management, maybe also in human capital management software, uh, buying vertical market solutions that they can then um, kind of uh, use as market entry strategy for their other uh, more vanilla is the wrong word, but their um, their horizontal uh, products such as uh, financial management and HCM. Probably the leader in this regard is Access. And uh, the access itself um, completed no less than three deals itself in October, uh, looking at waste management, ed tech, and legal. So, you know, continuing on that verticalization strategy, but also clear course, very heavy acquirer, acquiring in retail and not for profit during October, and there are others. Second theme is really around product extension. So acquiring uh, new products in areas that you already uh, have a product. And an example I would use here would be Iris acquiring data plan in the payroll space. Thirdly, kind of similar themes really around product adjacency, and uh, that's uh, an example there would be advanced acquiring cloud trade. This is in the electronic document extraction, um, a part of the market, the kind of niche. So those three areas are really driving very substantial M&A and, um, and multiple acquisitions from a number of vendors just in October. And the fourth area, which I want just to quickly mention, is international expansion. To be honest with you, that's not a particularly big theme for a lot of the companies I've mentioned so far, but there are some players uh, using M&A in, in enterprise software to acquire internationally, in, in the US particularly, and um, IdeaGen uh, was one of those which uh, uh, did, completed a number, a couple of acquisitions during October, one of which uh, was in the US, so uh, some international expansion there. The third key theme looking at um, uh, sort of M&A um, and what's been happening in, in, in M&A activity in the last month is around digital. And I particularly want to uh, pick out a business called Marlow, which, which is not a tech business in itself or hasn't been a tech business. And I think really uh, interestingly, I, I sort of exemplifies what um, a service business can do to uh, accelerate its uh, transition to a tech-enabled service business using M&A. Marlow is a UK-listed business primarily around, primarily in the business services sector, but has uh, acquired six businesses in software and data in our megabyte universe over the last 12 months. Most recently, two in October in, uh, on its own. Uh, VinciWorks, 39 million, and um, Essential Skills, 25 million, um, both in the kind of e-learning and compliance uh, software segment. And it's really, really successfully, uh, Marlow is really, really successfully seems to be building that kind of uh, mix of software and services that we think is going to be a big trend over the next few years. Interestingly, obviously it's quite difficult to do that if you're a service business because typically you have to buy software businesses that are higher value than yours, which is always a challenge. Marlow seems to have done that, seems to have got investor relations and the momentum behind it. Share price has, been, has shown substantial growth in the last 12 months, so an interesting story and one to watch and a theme to watch.
So I think those are the key themes and trends in M&A during uh, October, and that's kind of all I wanted to say about um, what's been happening corporately in the Megabyte universe during October. Before I uh, let you go, wanted to just to wrap up to talk about the, uh, the CEO Summit. This is our a series of online seminars looking at different parts of the tech sector and we have the, the final two that, that we do them in pairs uh, in uh, 16th and 17th of November. 16th of November on government and healthcare, kindly sponsored by CIL Management Consultants. We've got Russell Sloan from Kanos, Sean O'Hanlon from EMIS and Peter Tucker from NEC Software, previously Northgate, to talk about um, a kind of range of what's happening in terms of demand trends post-COVID in that part of the market. And on the 17th of November, cybersecurity, uh, kindly sponsored by Results International, sorry, Results, um, uh, with Andrew Haig from Cyberfort, Phil Higgins from Shearwater Group, and Danny Lopez from Glasswall. That proves to be a really interesting examination of what's going on in cybersecurity software and in services. So that's it for this month. Um, I look forward to speaking to you again next month in the run-up to Christmas. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and stay safe.